Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I read the email like seven, ten times, and I and I kept I, I kept going. I'm sure this means what I think it means. This guy's offering me, you know, as much money as I need. Uh, and then I got a friend to read the same email, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, this dude's like offering you a blank check." Has it been your dream to become an engineer, to switch from the job that you're working right now, be taken seriously, get a full time salary, and be coding? then go to HackReactor.com, the trusted resource to become a credible engineer. That's HackReactor.com slash scholarships if you want to check out more on how to become an engineer at no cost at all. Remember to enter in the code WeRLATech. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash We Are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I have another LA startup spotlight for you. You guys, straight from Australia, moved here from Venice to Venice Beach just in like the last week. And I scooped him up and I have him for you. Seb Terry, straight from Australia. <laughs> it's like I shipped you here myself. I feel that way. It's great <laughs> to be here. It's awesome. Um. So, okay. You have an app. You don't even know what an app is. You've been contacted by venture capitalists. You don't even know what venture capital is. Yeah. You probably, do you even know what the word pivot means? Uh, no, never. I think it's a position on a rugby field. Yeah. So you guys, this is so cool. <laughs> I cannot wait to share this next LA Startup Spotlight with you. Welcome, Sebastian Terry. Ooh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, okay, let's kick it off. First, tell us what is this quote-unquote app that you are building. Well, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, I don't really think of it as an app. It's it's kind of an extension of what I do already with 100 Things, but I just see, um, well, I mean, th- there's a big backstory to this, of course, but I'm in yeah. a position now where I've become this middle person for acts of kindness between people through my current site. Tell but us it, about your site, yeah. Okay, so, well, I have this list of 100 Things. Kind of like the, the very short, condensed version is, um, years ago, I lost a friend. And it stopped me in my tracks. It made me consider whether I was happy. And I I kind of realized that I wasn't. So I didn't know what to do. But instead, I got a pen and a piece of paper. And I just wrote down a list of things that I thought would make me happier and experience the world. And then there was about 100 things on that bit of paper. So that was eight years ago. So I had this bit of paper in front of me. And I decided to drop everything in my life to pursue it. And it made no sense to anyone. Um, and, but to me, it was just the, you know, it was obvious I had to do it. So I left and I started ticking off all these things on my list. So I ended up living on a deserted Island by myself for a week and walking across the country and living on the streets for a week. And it was really, really interesting and, and completely by accident. The, the, the whole journey was only ever meant really for myself. Uh, it became this popular thing. And so I got asked to write a book about it. And then I, I ended up having some documentaries from Discovery Channel and um, all these other ESPN even just more recently. And uh, there was a show made about it. Um, I so guess I, cool. Yeah, it was really, I mean, yeah, it was epic. It was great. You know, I hosted the show. It was my show. It was 26 episodes. It was the most bizarre thing ever. Um, but what happened is that it kind of completely outgrew me. So it wasn't any longer this story about me and my list. It was more about others wanting to, to do things as well. So I'd become this catalyst for people to, to dream, if you will. So I, I kind of changed my website. It became this online community of people all sharing their goals. 
And then with that came requests from people directly saying, can you help me do this, this or the other? So I then decided to start helping people. And the, and the, the first, as you know, the first yeah. person I ever helped was as a guy called Mark. And it's, it's a really kind of long story. But, you know, essentially this guy was able-bodied, got bitten by a tick in Greece, got Lyme's disease. And he ended up being a quadriplegic. Couldn't move a muscle in his body. Can't talk. It's all very, it's just tragic. And he's, Wait, wait, you guys imagine you're on a backpacking trip. You guys know I went on a backpacking trip last year. He's with his girlfriend. Mm. He's totally like can run around the beach, do whatever, carry this big bag. And then just like that, like, yeah, his life changes. Yeah. Just something so small, like a tick, literally just biting you. Just, you know, a matter of circumstance, it could have been an apple falling on his head. It could have been anything, but it just happened to be a tick biting him. And then what you do, you bring hope and joy back into someone's life. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose that's right. So he he saw me in on TV doing an interview, and he wrote to me and, and asked me to help him complete his goal, which was um, to do a half marathon. So I'd, I'd never run in my life, but I thought, well, I have run lots, but not uh, at length. Right. And yeah, and I just said yes. Yeah. So I ended up pushing Mark for uh, to complete a half marathon, and it was the best thing I've ever done. So since that point. Uh, a lot of people now get in touch with me to ask for other acts of kindness, you know, similar things. But people I've, I'm learning don't need to be sick. They, you know, they can be very healthy. They don't need to be poor. They could be very wealthy. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter. And so I spend my time traveling around the world helping people. But uh, the problem is I can't help everyone. Um, but what's happened kind of very naturally is that the community of people who are following me now ask if I can find someone for them to help. So I introduce strangers to help each other out. And then the app is based on that idea. It's, I mean, it's it's incredible. And when did you even when did you even learn the term app. <laughs> well, no, like I've got apps on my phone, so I'm aware of what an app is. I just don't know. I've just never, I've just never thought about it from like the other end, not as a consumer, but as someone who's actually making it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are plenty out there, so I assume someone can help me. Um, so I, I mean, I feel silly. I feel like I almost feel like, you know, that coming to America moment when like Eddie Murphy comes and he doesn't, knows nothing and it's me. Um, but I'm from Australia. So I just thought I, I'll come here. I do a lot of talks over yeah. here about happiness and purpose and stuff. And there's a lot of people who always say, oh, we'd like to help you. We, you know, these big brands and individuals who are, who are really wealthy and then just nice people when I help out. And I've never really known how, Yeah. but now I know it's, it's through this app. So I, I came here in April. I had um, all these meetings that like just sort of popped up out of nowhere after right. speaking at an event. And I thought, You spoke well, at Metal. Yeah, I spoke at Metal. That was, that was in April, right? Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Ken. So Ken Rakowski has, if you guys don't know it, it's, a, it's actually a male-focused organization to empower these guys to be the best that they can be. Um, it's called Metal. Um, I think once a month or once a quarter, they allow us girls to come. I went, <laughs> and that's where I got to hear Sebastian speak. And I, I've told Sebastian this at the end of his talk, I was crying and it was so funny because I mean, his talk was so moving and, and maybe you can share with us where you give more talks. And mm. I know Sebastian's going to do a special bonus episode with us of like how to be an effective speaker when you're not a speaker. <laughs> but, uh, but it was so great. I went up after he spoke and Ken saw me and Ken's like, it's going to be okay. But I'm like, but this was just so meaningful. <laughs> and I was like bawling. It was just, it was, you guys, if you haven't heard him speak before, you have to go check out Ken. Can people see where you speak on your website? No, not really. I mean, what happens is that this whole journey has just happened organically, okay? So every everything from the shows to the books to the, you know, even this, you know, we just met kind of, you know, randomly. Yeah. Uh, everything just pops up. So, I, I mean, in Australia, I, I probably do about 70 talks a year. So I'm, I'm really busy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in America, I'm, I'm starting to do lots more. I just did one at Soho House, West Hollywood last week. And I'm doing one at Malibu. Oh, if anyone's at Malibu Soho House this Thursday at 7 p.m., uh, 
you can come and watch me. But uh, yeah, just more and more. I just did a talk for Poopery. Have you ever heard of Poopery, the company? Yeah, the uh, you're talking about the fragrance thing that you spray on the water yeah. before you take a number two. Oh, and that it, one. And it locks in the smell. I actually know. Yes, I know of that because the uh, Jeffrey Harmon, I believe, used to do the marketing for that. Oh right. Okay. Well, I met Susie, um, Susie Batiste, who's yeah. the, the founder. Yeah. So I she invited me to go do some talks and some. I do workshops as well. Yeah. Um, so I just did that. So it's, I'm getting busier over here. Um, it's really good. I'm getting a lot of lots of requests to speak, but there's no like. It's not like I'm a Tony Robbins. I don't go out and sell out an yeah. arena. I just kind of do more of a corporate thing. Yeah. Um, or schools, universities. But um, yeah, look, you know. Uh, it's really it's really exciting and that all of this is happening for you, for us, so serendipitously, because really you're getting to impact all these people's lives. But since we're on the We Are LA Tech podcast right now, we'll stay focused on <laughs> your app. Really, you are so moved. And, and I do want to share one more piece of your story that uh, as an entrepreneur and as a community of people who hustle is really mind blowing. You once had a super, super rich guy write you a blank check. Yeah, that's true. Well, he wanted to. Yeah. And what happened? Well, I was doing a week of silence in New York and uh, I bumped into a mate of mine. Which and was one of the hundred things. Yeah, yeah. It was on my list. I think it was like number 26, perhaps. And uh, I, yeah, I bumped into a friend of mine, coincidentally, and, and he was like, oh, I'm so excited to see you. What a coincidence. And and I couldn't chat to him. So as, as you know, I, I wrote in a bit of paper. I yeah. can't talk to you till next yeah. Tuesday. Sorry, Paulie. Yeah. And he's like, no worries. I'll, I'll introduce you to my boat crew. So we ended up meeting his, he's a sailor. So I ended up meeting his crew and like the owner and everyone was lovely, but I was just the odd one out at the end of the table, just yeah. with a bit of paper. And and uh, anyways, I soon left. They were all just laughing at me. They all just thought I was crazy. But the owner of the boat, um, Tice, who's a who's a really lovely guy, very successful. Um, yeah, he asked my email address. So I gave it to him at the end. I just wrote it down and left. And then a week later, yeah, he just got in touch. This guy I'd met once and said, look, uh, I've got materialistically everything in the world. Um, and he said it in a very nice, humble way. But I don't have what you have. I'm jealous that you're able to you know, follow your passions yeah. um, as you do. Uh, and he said, I want to help you out and I want to sort of live through you a little bit. So I've got, you know, a blank check for you. So how much money do you need to complete your list? And it was really early on in my journey. I'd only ticked off about 30 something yeah. things and I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, it was, even people listening, you're probably yeah. thinking, wow, that's unbelievable. And, and it was. And my first reaction was, this is incredible. People are good. You know, I started to realize yeah. that a lot of the reason I'm able to do what I do is because people are good. Not not because they give me money, but just people are good. We want to help each other out. But do you have to check first if it was even like legit? Like, weren't you like, this can't be real? Yeah, yeah. I like, I read the email like seven, ten times <laughs> and, I, and I, kept, I, I kept going, I'm sure this means what I think it means. This guy's offering me, you know, as much money as I need. Uh, and then I got a friend to read the same email and he was like, yeah, yeah, this dude's like offering you a blank check. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. And I, and I slept on it and then we went, I went for dinner with Tyson a few days later and, um, yeah, he basically, he basically, but I mean, I, t- I tell the story yeah. to, to make it funnier, but like he had a briefcase on the table and I, he never opened it, but I've always, to this day, I've always assumed it was just full of like blocks of gold. <laughs> and he said, like, have you thought about it? How much money do you need? And, uh, and at, by which stage I had thought about it. Uh, and I said, no. And it was just a really good decision for me. And and the reason I said no is because up until that point, I thought that... You said no to taking the money, not no to how much money did you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just... Yeah. He said, do you... You know, can I give you the money, basically? And I said, look, I really appreciate it. But, you know, respectfully, I'm going to have to decline that this story isn't about je- money. It's it's about something different, which I think... And it's kind of like a profound thing for me, at least. I always thought that I was... It was all about the ticks, you know, a hundred yeah. things. It has to be a yeah. hundred ticks and yeah. this would be great to have this money. But I've, I've realized that it's actually, you know, my, my initial journey isn't about that at all. It's more about me 
just trying to find out who I am on a on a really primal level. Right. And it's not necessarily the ticking of things. It's the how you get there and the how you are. And, and I think ultimately I'm just trying to find out who I am and, and just be. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think any amount of money could help me do that. So I um, yeah, said no, and it was just the best decision I ever made. So, uh, yeah, I continue to like just uh, lollipop my way through life, bumping into nice people and having fun. But then, but I wanted to bring this up for a specific reason, because because all of us you know, in this entrepreneurial community are after like the hustle and like p- most people would think, Oh my God, now you have the blank check. Now you could build the app. Yeah. And I feel that in saying no to the, to the blank check, you said yes to a much bigger opportunity and you're still being able to do everything that you possibly want to do because you're so in alignment with your why. Yeah, I, I I think so. Absolutely. I think up until that point, I always thought that everything hinged off money and it was that was the enabler um, and almost defined what you could and couldn't do. Right. And, and I've certainly found that that's not the case. Um, I think you're right. I think if you understand your why, I think the how then makes, you know, then it just sort of pops up for yeah. you. Um, and that's certainly what I've done. I mean, I have a list of, 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 you know, from the outside, crazy things and some that aren't crazy yeah. too. But yeah, like you say, a lot of it, it stems from my values. It stems from like the core of who I am. And I'm trying to kind of bring that to the surface. And, and that's my why. I'm just trying to be me and be happier. Uh, and everything else has panned out. And I think that, um, you know, with regard to money, I, I, I kind of, I don't care so much about it. And it's not to say everyone's story is the same. I mean, I right. completely get money's important, aid to a degree. You know, you need it for food and shelter and, um, you know, drinks in LA. Because right. if you ever shop to Air One, you need money, <laughs> lots of it for that. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, past that. Air I, One is, by the way, a healthy, I haven't been there yet, but I keep hearing about it. It's at like a healthy grocery store. It is ridiculous. And I, I hear it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> it's all the best food in the world. I bought an acai mousse the other day yeah. and I just gave them my card and then they just went boop. And that was that. And I looked at the receipt. It was $22. Crazy. Yeah. So I haven't eaten now for three weeks. And it's in it's in Venice. It's in, believe, there's yeah. one in Venice. I think there's a couple around, yeah. but it's very trendy. It's oh. a bit of a scene, actually. You go down there and people are all like, you know, they have their makeup on and oh, man. they've got their like designer dogs. It's like the and, new uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, money's important for things, you know, yeah, to a degree. But I, I you know, I, I find out that, yeah, to your point, if you understand your why and you are in, in alignment with kind of who you are and you're, you're, you're working forward towards something you're very passionate about, I think the money will just come. I mean, it sounds very hippity-dippity, but I think the money sort of just, it, it turns up. I actually think the world turns up to allow you to do what it is you want to do if you know your why. I mean, I think you're an example of that. Um, just this week, you were saying how a venture capitalist saw you somewhere. Oh, yeah. You didn't even know what the term venture capital <laughs> was. Yeah. And you're like... Cool. Is this going to help me build the app? Like, yeah. I well, yeah. So I've got a ES, there's a documentary on ESPN at the moment, uh, airing kind of like through June about your hundred things. Yeah, about yeah. hundred things uh, and how it's gone on to help people, and so which is great because the media always used to be about oh you skydive naked and you you crashed a red carpet at the Cannes Film and Festival and you delivered a stranger's baby. I did do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's all like really interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I admit, but then but I was always like you know there's a bigger story to this. It's about the helping, and I used to have to force it in, but now people are coming to me and going oh hey can we talk about those helping stories. So anyway, so ESPN approached me and said, we want to do a story about you helping, which is unbelievable for a sports network. Uh, so that's anyway, that's being aired and like lots of people are seeing it. And I, yeah, just one funny story is that a guy emailed me last week and he said, um, I really resonate with your story. I really, I, I feel it. I'd love you to come and talk to the inmates at San Quentin prison near San Francisco, which I just think is awesome in itself. Yeah. And I'm so excited. So I just said, yes. Um, so it turns out he runs this organization called uh, The Last Mile. So he teaches inmates how to code. So when they get out of jail, Incredible. they can be useful. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And like the story, his stories alone, like you should interview him. He's great. Amazing. Same as Chris Redlitz. And, um, well, look him up. Yeah. And so he, yeah, I, I said, yes, that was all organized. And then he said, you know, what are you doing in LA? 
And I said, well, I actually here to start this app and it's about helping people and connecting people. And he said, oh, that's really interesting. So we spoke for like another half an hour about that. And he said, well, you know, I'm actually a VC. I think that's what he said. I don't even know how to use that in a sentence. And I said, <laughs> I said, what's a VC? He said, a venture capitalist. And I was like, oh, okay, what's that? And then he was like, well, we basically like fund startups and, and whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So like if I needed money, you'd be someone I could talk to. And he was like, yeah, and I really like your idea. So can you send me some stuff? So I'm in the process of doing that. So like, you know, like you said, in this kind of serendipitous, accidental way, I keep stumbling into these conversations. I mean, it's not to say that he might say no, which is fine. But uh, I do think that everything we need as people is just abundantly out there, whether it's money, whether it's contacts, whether it's people, whether it's, you know, a hug. Like It's all out there. Yeah. It's just about tapping into it. And yeah. not, I don't think it's about, you know, desperately just trying to hide. I don't think the priority should be getting money over what it is your passion is. I think if you just focus on the passion, yeah, the money will show up. And, uh, you know, and even like Tyson, the, 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 the guy in New York who offered me that blank check, which I turned down. Yeah. Um, you know, when, now I'm in the process of, of seriously like putting this app together. I'd love to call them up and, and, and I will and I've, uh, I'll reach out and, and say, hey, you know, when I turn down your lovely offer, that was because it was just about me. But I'd love to see whether you'd like to get involved with something that's about a lot more people. Um, and I'd love him to be, you know, an, an investor, if that's the word. I, yeah. It sounds horrible. That, but yeah, you know, someone who just no, supports the idea. No, it doesn't sound horrible at all. No, it doesn't sound horrible <laughs> at all. I, I just, I love... I love your example of um, like you're a living example of uh, the world is how we see it. Yeah. And you see the world as abundant. And so therefore abundance is provided to you. It sounds super secret, super hokey. <laughs> but would you say? Oh, no, I agree. I, and I think there, you know, there is a line. There are some people who are just really like woo woo and, you know, and, and I mean, you know, good, good for them too, by the way. Yeah. But no, I, I think there's definitely a middle ground. I mean, there's absolutely like there's so much energy out there that we can't see or anything. And, it, and it's, we, we don't know how to label it. So it's just, you know, it's coincidence or it's fate or it's luck. But no, there's definitely something about working on yourself first, understanding who you are, what you stand for, what your principles are, what you align with, and then kind of just transitioning into a space, a way of living that that embodies all of that. And I think when that happens, I mean, I can only talk for myself, right. but I think when that happened for me, yeah, the, the the world showed up and this, you know, I, I left eight years ago with, I had um, $9,000 in my bank account. I, I ran out after four months in New York uh, and, and somehow this is still going. Which is the week you went silent yeah. and the week you were offered a blank check. Yeah, absolutely. Telling you guys have to see his talk. It's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, all these stories are on my, on my website too, if anyone wants to check it out, but uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how it's worked out. I, there's not, I mean, I don't go around talking about, you know, financial security and, and how to accumulate wealth or anything like that, which <laughs> everyone does, by the way. I just see it all the time now on any social media. They're like someone talking about like wealth yeah. creation. No, I just talk about, you know, being you. And I think if, uh, yeah, if it is about being wealthy for you, I, I think that works itself out. If of course you, you do it for the right reasons. I think it's a lot to do with intention. Um, and yeah, there are people who are much more, uh, well-versed than me about speaking about, you know, intention and the spirituality of stuff. But yeah, I'm just kind of like this normal dude who, you know, from Australia, I'm, I'm just doing my best and I'm just following my, my heart. And I know that all sounds really cheesy, but things kind of are, are working out and I can definitely attest to the fact that, um, you know, things do work out if you're doing stuff for the right reason. I mean, even this, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, this like, you know, this room talking to USB and, you know, it's, it's brilliant. There are heaps of microphones here. It looks like this is a serious deal and I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. Well, you guys know we just moved into the new sound studio and there's these, all these cool like tapestries on the wall. Supposedly John Lennon had some hand in building this space. I'm like blown away if that's even true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Let's get to the basics. Like, okay. 
Do you have a website for the app yet? No. So people should just go to your website itself. Yeah. Let's also, say the website again. Yeah. So my website's 100things.com.au, um, which is tricky over here for people to remember, but it's .com and then .au afterwards. But uh, yeah, that's my site. And it's just, it, it's kind of like, it, that's more of a community of people sharing their goals at this point. Um, it's unrelated to this next idea, which I don't even have a name for, by the way. Um, but I've got a, I've got a wireframe of what I want the technology, the platform to look like. You know the term wireframe. Yes, I know. It's like my newest one. Thank you for pointing that out. I try to use that seamlessly, but (laughs) did it come out awkward? I got really excited. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, are you using balsamic? Oh, yes. Yes, I am using balsamic. <laughs> Someone's the same person said you need to have a wireframe and you need to use balsamic. That's really fun. Okay, cool. So that's well used. So no, I've got that. And then I, um, I've i had a developer reach out and offer to make it, um, you know, at, at a, you know, a really good price. So I think um, I'd have no idea. And what, uh, what is the app? What has it function? Or yeah, what's the vision of the app? Well, the app is, I mean, well, without wanting to say like too much, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Is that a thing too? Do people just go, oh, hey, this is exactly what I want it to do and say and share it? Or? So actually, no, I'm glad you I'm actually, on the cusp. I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. So as a new entrepreneur, when I was first starting out, I was, and you take whichever way is best for you. But mm. when I was first starting out, I felt like, oh my gosh, really scared that someone would steal my idea. And I didn't tell anybody yeah. anything so much to the fact that nobody even knew I existed because mm. I like wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. That was my, my scuba diving company. And um, as I've gone on, what I've realized being an entrepreneur is or being successful is, is the person who execute wins. Okay. And so I'm not really... In my life, I'm not worried about sharing any idea because I have belief in myself that like I am a master executor. Right. So that sounds so like dark, but (laughs) you guys know what I mean. So, so I think, I think you should err on the side of caution because we do have thousands of people listening. So better to feel, you know, more comfortable. However, I do think it's a new entrepreneurial thing to not want to share. And, and I found now that I'm like, that's just silly. It's really interesting you say that because this be, this idea has been in my head for I would say almost six years. Yeah, and I exactly like you, I wouldn't tell anyone. I just told a close. I had a, a, I arranged a meeting six years ago with a close bunch of mates just to yeah. see what the idea was like for them, and to kind of like flesh out a few right. things. And it kind of it was great. And then I've done nothing for six years because because I, right. I have been quite busy, mind you. Yeah, um, seventy talks. Yeah, last year. Like, you know, and, and the progression of the journey <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So, but now, yeah, no, I, I kind of um, yeah, to your point, it's like well the. You, I agree. Like there's a lot of people who talk about doing stuff and there are other people who, who do it. Yeah. And so I'm so stoked now that I'm de- I'm starting that that road of execution. But no, I think like the the idea essentially is it's based on like the the premise that I think people are good. I, I think people want to help each other out. I think innately we all have an ability and we all have a desire to to connect with someone and we just don't know how um, on, on, on a peer to peer level, um, the moment I think like ideas of giving are based around institutions, whether it's a, an organization or whether it's a charity, or whether it's a non-for-profit, or maybe all those things are the same. But the point is, I don't think we, I don't think that's the, the, I think there's a better way to connect with one another. I think by donating to a charity that helps, you know, this group of people because of whatever the reason might be, you end up walking past a person on the street next to you who needs a helping hand. And so there's no like peer to peer thing. So the whole app is essentially a peer to peer platform, um, introducing people who need help to those who can help. Um, and you know, it's almost like online dating, but with a philanthropic twist. And so, yeah, it's an idea that's been in my head for six years. I know exactly what it looks like. Um, 
I've through what I've been doing and actually manually putting these um, these projects together, introducing right. you know a, a person who helps to my community. Talk about talk about it. You talk about it in your talk um, the lady who wanted the trip and and how the community came together to give her that trip. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, there's so many examples. In fact, I'll give you another one that's yeah, happening. Yeah, that would be great. Just I, something so we could visually understand it. Okay, so I got an email. I haven't really shared this story. I got an email. Um, it might have been six months ago from a foster mum, and she said that uh, she looks after these these foster kids zero to two years old and there's babies in and out of her house all the time she lives really remotely in australia she has not much money at all and her daughter who's 14 years old helps her with the with the kids so anyway she said that uh her daughter is just this this angel and she wants to be able to treat her she's never been able to and the daughter's one goal is to have a big wolf mural on her bedroom wall her wolf's a favorite animal etc so she said that she can't afford the paint she's not an artist she doesn't know how to organize it she lives in a town of about 50 people or something like that and can I come to her town? I'm trying to think what the name of it was now. It was four hours away from Melbourne, like in the middle of nowhere. And she asked me if I could come and paint this wolf mural. So I would have, of course, but I like the idea of allowing someone else the opportunity. And I shared that story with my community. And I said, hey, is anyone who can paint and anyone who'd be willing to drive to this small town in the middle of nowhere to do this thing for this lady? Um, and I explained the story. And I was within two days, I, you know, I had like 20, 30 emails from artists all around Australia and people outside of Australia say, we'd like to do it. Um, so again, the theory being that everyone wants to help, they just need an opportunity and that's what a hundred things is becoming. So, um, yeah, like the, the next weekend or the weekend after that, perhaps I flew to Melbourne. I met this complete stranger named Danielle Weber. She's an amazing artist. In fact, she's doing lots of paintings on kind of like celebrities in America at the moment in a very unique way. Amazing. And they're, they're all getting behind her and promoting her stuff. She, you'll probably hear about her soon. And you guys will link to her in the show notes too. So you could explore her work more. She's fantastic. And just a genuine good human being. So she said, yeah, I'll do it. So I met her and drove out with her boyfriend four hours into this place. I wish I could remember the name of it. And the the, the mum had told her daughter to go away for the weekend. So the daughter spent time with the friends. We had a bedroom, a big blank white wall. And Danielle just painted for, I think it was a total of something like 18 hours over wow. two days. And she created this painting. And in itself, whatever the painting looked like, it was just an, an amazing feat. But the painting was unbelievable. It was, it, and I, I don't know if you can do a link to the, I'll, I'll yeah, show you yeah, a photo. Yeah, yeah, We'll link to it online. You guys, like, go just tweet us and we'll include it in the show notes. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. So we, the daughter came home on the Sunday evening. The mum walked her into the bedroom. Um, we were hiding elsewhere and she saw this wall. It was her dream wall and she just broke down in tears and so did the mum. And it was just an incredibly meaningful thing for those two. And then we walked in and we said, surprise. And then we explained what had happened. And it was as simple as that. And it was, you know, it was it was just the, the complete, you know, the simple concept of someone wanting an opportunity to find somebody to help. And they did through through what I do. And, you know, it might not be meaningful to anyone else, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be meaningful to that person. But I think in those stories, which I, of course, capture on video and um, show, it's just really nice nice content it's uh they're, they're tearjerkers and there's a million stories like them and you know the, the thing well, well here's the thing i'm exaggerating there isn't a million stories like them there's lots but there should be millions and so that's what the app's about it's allowing why do i have to slow things down because at the moment everyone comes through me and i see where i am if i'm available what i can do yeah if i'm out of it and it's just a you know a platform for people to have a look at you know what's out there who can i help today um that's that's when i think things become really exciting and and i mean the other thing is i think if this app works this platform works the world just becomes a better place. Right. Like the, the outcome is the world actually becomes a better place. And if the app doesn't work, um, well, it just means it wasn't the right time or whatever. And I'm not anchored to, you know, it being successful or not. I just, I just know is what I need to try and do. I love that. And okay. So bringing it back to like LA specifically, you just, 
You, well, when you were first here, you were traveling. So you just moved here. When did you move, move here? Well, I moved, moved here like three weeks ago. Okay. And then, and what area did you move to? So I'm in Venice Beach. And why'd you pick Venice? Well, I, I, I come from Manly in Sydney, which is on the beach. I, I surf. So I thought, well, that's cool. But then someone said, I was kind of deciding where to go. And people were like, you need to go to San Francisco because of Silicon Valley. And then... I didn't, I didn't really know what that was, but I've learned what it was. <laughs> and then people are like, you need to go. Anyway, uh, of all these places, someone said, oh, well, why don't you go to uh, Venice? It's like Silicon Beach. Snapchat's based down there and Google are based down there. And I thought, well, if you know, if it's good enough for them, I could probably do that too. So, yeah, I kind of um, selfishly came here hoping that I'd meet some people. And, and of course, yeah, everyone's turned up. So there's, you know, lovely people like yourself, Esprit, having me yeah. share my message, which is, which is beautiful and I really appreciate it. And then there are people, you know, local who are wanting to invest and people who are wanting to help me develop and people who are wanting to introduce me to other people. Like, to be, I mean, to be honest, like every single day of the week, um, I should and could and w- am really meeting people. And just it's just this, this really amazing melting pot of people here in Venice. Um, and I think this is the place to do it, to be honest. As you did mention, you have to pay rent and you have to pay this. So where is it, if you're comfortable talking about it, that your income comes from right now? Yeah. I know that you are very like liberal about it. So yeah. where are the boundaries so that you could sustain yourself? My dad's very rich. Yeah, I'm no, sure. No, no, it's not. no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. No offense to him. Um, yeah. I shouldn't have said that anyway. Uh, so <laughs> no, I, uh, I well, for my personal story is that I had $9,000 saved up. As I said, it went after four, four and a half months. And um, and then I had zero dollars. And I thought at that point, okay, do I go back home to Australia or do, or do I just kind of battle away here, which I which I did. So I ended up meeting someone who said, well, if you want a job in Geneva, Switzerland at a bar, um, you, you can do that. So I wanted to learn French. It was on my list. So I thought I'll do that. So I got my credit card out. I bought a flight to Geneva, ended up working in this bar, didn't really make any money. But at that point, I got approached by a documentary team to make a documentary. And, um, I, and, and I did that. And then kind of very shortly after that, I was approached to write a book. So they said, we'll pay you. And I said, I would, I didn't tell them that I would have done it for free, but they paid me enough money to cover all my debt. And, uh, and then at that point I had a little bit of money left over. So I kept on going. I became an ordained wedding minister, married a couple together in San Diego, I ended up going to Colombia and getting shot whilst wearing a bulletproof vest just because I was, I had this extra money. And then, um, I went home and someone said, can you do a talk for my company? And I thought, Oh, I, uh, sure. I can, I can try. Why not? And then very kind of uh, fortuitously, someone else was in the room. They heard me speak and they said, we'd like you to speak for our company. And then, I mean, very quickly, it's kind of exploded. So I get paid to speak. So, the you know, I suppose the the answer is I, the, the majority of my income at the moment comes from speaking. However, having just moved to America, I'm, you know, I'm not really doing too many paid speaking gigs. I, I, I have. Yeah. Um, and and they're, they're, there's more coming, but that's probably the main way traditionally. But then, you know, this, this show that I made last year with uh, Defy Media um, got shown on Go90. Wait, are you... It's not the same Defy Media that does Defy Ventures. That's not, they're not the same, right? I have a feeling it's something different. Defy Media is like a local production company. Okay. They're, they're web. They have a lot of what they have a lot of web content. So there's right. a show I think called Smosh. Or oh something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so so I got paid for the show, and um, so money keeps popping up in different various ways, predominantly through speaking, um, but uh, you know a little bit of TV, and I mean who knows what's around the corner. I, I guess the idea is that with money, you know, once I kind of figure out exactly what I need, um, I'll probably put like I guess. What what happens is you put an element of like an income for yourself within like this pitch deck, I guess. Yeah. It's another term I've just learned. Uh, and then, you know, I'll, but I don't really care about like the accumulation of wealth. I just know that, you know, I just want to, I, I just need to survive, which is fine. I think, you know, I will. Um, I know I will. 
And uh, yeah, I don't really. How do you decide how much to charge for these various things when you're so you're like butterflying through the world? So, <laughs> yeah, <my life. laughs> so, so how do you decide what when somebody says randomly, we'd like you to write a book? Do they say the number first or do you have a number? In, how does that work? Uh, or a speaking gig? How do you know what to charge? If, if everything is so new, how yeah. do you know what price to put on it? Um, well, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's, it's, I'm so, uh, so I'm very naive, which I think is probably something that you, you sort of frown upon usually, but I think it's a strength. I think you're able to look at the world in a different way. And, you know, I think if you, you know, I've got this very like childlike curiosity about, about everything. And so things just present themselves and then I just work it out afterwards. So when I spoke for the first time, the, the I, I spoke for free for a little bit back in Australia. And then someone said, look, we'd like you to do 20 talks for our company around Australia. We'll give you $500 a talk. And I was like, are you joking? That's unbelievable. <laughs> no, I used to like teach surfing or work in a bar or whatever. Um, that wasn't my drive to make the money. But yeah. of course I was like, well, of course. So then from that, um, you know, you get, I had all these speaking bureaus in Australia approach me. They wanted to represent me because my talk was, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding very like self kind of egotistic. His talk but made me cry. Yeah, yeah like, I'm really proud of my talk, and it's yeah. it's really good, and it makes it makes a lot of difference to, to to companies, to organizations, to individuals, to families, to all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, and then uh, all these speaking bureaus approached me and said, "Well, what you need to be charging is about five thousand dollars in Australia. That's kind of the base rate." And then, you know, the the top celebrity to speakers in Australia, uh, to my the best of my knowledge, they you know they sort of get towards like the fifty thousand dollar mark. And so, you know, I find myself floating, um, you know, sort of nearer to the bottom, just because I, I feel bad about taking you know fifteen thousand dollars for a talk. So, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like it was spelled out to me, and I just found a place where I was comfortable. Um, so I sit at about seven thousand dollars in Australia, but in America, it's slightly different because I sort of sit at about seven to 10 in Australia. Um, but in America, as I'm learning, um, you know, straight away, it's kind of more 15 to $20,000 here. Um, and that's, I mean, it's not a price that I would put for an hour of my time. I mean, um, you know, I think that's, it's, it, it almost seems ridiculous, but at the same time that, that that's kind of what the, the rate is and the, the benefit, you know, I, I've seen the benefit that companies have. I've seen the benefit that organizations or individuals or schools or universities have. And yeah, it's, um, it, it is worth it. So, uh, yeah, that's just dictated to me. A funny story about the, the book, though, is I was approached to write this book and they said, I've never really spoken about the figures, but I will because I feel really comfortable with you. So, oh, yeah. Um, so a publisher reached out and they said, you know, w- would you like to write a book? And I said, are you joking? Like, it's, yeah, it's on my list. I thought I was going to write a kid's book, but they wanted me to write about me. And so uh, they said, we'll give you $15,000. And and I was just blown away. I was like, what? You pay me for this? This is, um, this is absurd. And then on the way home, I was about to just say, yes, yes, let's do it. And then we'll just sleep on it and get back to us tomorrow. I was driving home and got a phone call from somebody, another publisher out of the blue who knew a friend of mine who gave them my number. And they said, they were the, they're the world's biggest publisher. And they said, we'd like you to um, come in and have a meeting. So I just did a U-turn in the middle of the road, went into this other publisher. And um, they said, you know, we'd like to give you this amount, which was kind of like double. And I was like, what is happening? And I go, well, look, I just got approached by this other, these other guys. I'm going to have to just go back and let them know because I kind of feel like, you know, I, I don't want to just brush them. Right, right. So I went back and I told them what had happened and they said, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll meet that one. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll offer you the same. And then we'll also give you a two book deal. And I was like, okay, I go, well, I just need to tell the other guys. So I went back and accidentally, like, I mean, it sounds like I was playing them off each other. I didn't mean to, I was just being transparent. And then the, you know, the, the offer went up and up and up and I ended up getting an amount, which, you know, an amount of money that I'd not seen before. Um, you know, it's not in the grand scheme of things a lot. You know, I walk around here and see Bentleys, you know, driving past <laughs> and I, I couldn't afford a Bentley. Don't but, worry, they're all on credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, again, it was enough for me. So to, to pay off my debt, et cetera. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of going around and almost, um, 
just seeing how it fits in with the environment and businesses and organizations. And, and that figure usually just gets kind of met in the middle somewhere. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Know. Two last questions. Being new to LA, what has been one of the best resources to integrate into the LA tech culture here? Um, hmm. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned metal. I just thought that was a brilliant event. Ken's just doing such a good job. He's so well connected and, and just a good dude. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I have to admit like doing that talk was something that allowed me to just, you know, meet you and many others. Um, I've just kind of, I'm, I mean, I'm not really, I'm on social media and stuff, of course. And I do get a lot of people reaching out on there, but I, to be honest, it was just kind of just getting my hands dirty. I just had an adventure here for the first, and I still am. I just, you know, got my, I got stuck in and went to events I was invited to and started speaking to people and um, the people who are reaching out to me because, you know, of course I have a little bit of a platform myself. The people who are reaching out to me were really, really interesting people. And I just have these meetings. So when I came in April, I, I probably had 50 meetings, which for me is a lot. Like I'm not a meeting person. But every single one I had, someone would say, oh, you need to meet this person. I'd go, okay. And I wrote down the name and I'd contact them and then I'd go and meet them. And so some conversations were very short and almost pointless and others were incredibly, you know, in depth and, and amazingly kind of uh, in tune with what I needed to be talking about. So, yeah, I think it's just, um, well, yeah, I think it's just going, going to events. I don't know what the right events are, like you say, but I just went to the, any event really. Awesome. Um, Patel was fantastic. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Patel's run by, well, the co-founder is a very good friend of mine now called Roman Sunder. And he, yeah, he, he runs his event. He gets like the top three um, businesses from pretty much every industry across the board. So from tech to, to fashion, to media, to, to whatever, every brand you, that you can think of, it's there, Uber and, and but they're all there. <laughs> See, I stopped at one. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to <laughs> list it today. But they're, they're, there's heat. I mean, they're all there. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like this amazing two, three day event where people get together. There's really good content. Um, they have these, you know, sessions where people, you know, have one-on-one -on -one meetings if they like. Um, there's incredible performers there. Um, you know, Usher was there last time. So it's like, it's a really kind of high I mean, end. Tony Hawk's been there. Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, <laughs> Will I Am, the Dalai Lama. Um, in fact, a really funny, he asked me to speak at the event a couple of years ago and he said, look, you've got Rome. <laughs> it's funny. We were having a Skype thing and he said, okay, so we've got, um, we've got seven minutes for you to talk. And I said, oh, well, you know, I kind of speak for more like an hour ideally. And he's like, well, just to give you perspective, when he gave the Dalai Lama 15 minutes and I said, <laughs> oh, okay, no worries. Um, but no, that was an amazing event. He has a spin-off event called World, which of course I, I think yeah. you want to be going to as well, um, which is, I think Patel is for sea level um, people. And then world is more of the team. So it's a much bigger event. So I think yeah. they're, you know, they're hoping to have 1500 people or something like that, Amazing. if not more. Um, so that's a really cool event in LA. What else have I done? Um, I was very fortunate to speak at, at um, Soho House and, and again, West Hollywood. And then I've got one this week at Malibu. Um, and, I, you know, there's just very interesting individuals around. And, yeah, and I just kind of follow up. And people say, you should meet this person. I just do. And how can people, who, like if you had one ask for everybody listening, mm. we have engineers, investors, we have tons and tons of founders, we have people looking to find out what's going on in LA. What would your ask be? How can they support you and what you're doing? Oh, well, if I was going to think about this selfishly, um, which I find hard doing, I'm, we were talking about this yesterday, yeah. I'm not very good at receiving, Yeah, but um, yeah, look, I'm putting, I'm putting this platform together. I don't have much of an idea. I'm a few steps into this journey and, and it seems I've just met up with this guy called Cameron Chell from Business Instincts um, who I, I, I don't really know. I think the term is an incubator. I think he's an incubator. I feel silly not knowing, but he seems uh, like he, uh, an incredible dude quietly, um, but he wants to help me. So it looks like we've got a bit of a roadmap and then a 30 day and a 90 awesome. day plan. I've never had that before, but I mean, you know, ultimately like we're, you know, there's, there's investment, I guess, to be made at some point. So if anyone's listening, 
listening and they, they like the idea and they just want to put their resources towards something which I think could fundamentally make the world a better place. Um, you know, I'd love to hear from you um, and have a conversation. And then like, you know, I mean, from a development point of view, I'd love to hear from people. I'd, I just want to hear from people who um, I, you know, I would like to take on the idea. And if there's anyone out there uh, who wants to, you know, like share the idea yeah. when it's all out there or the app, that's great too. I think outside of a selfish kind of standpoint like that, I'd love anyone. I mean, obviously a hundred things stands for in the first place, you know, setting goals right. and, and pursuing it. So I think if people are listening and I imagine it's a different place over here to, you know, a lot of the places I do speak at, but you know, you probably are driven. You probably do know exactly what it is you want to do. But, um, if you are kind of wondering, I, I think it's really important to take a step back and give yourself permission to just consider, you know, one simple question that I ask everyone. And that, you know, simply is what's on your list. And I think by giving that true consideration, the answer really does have the potential to change the way you live your life. And, and I think by doing that, um, it has the potential to change the lives of other people as, as well. And if I could be so bold, I'd love to say one more thing. Yes, I, do. So I love helping people. And I'm just new here in LA, of course. Yeah. Um, and there's all these projects going on in Australia. And I would absolutely love, if there's, if there's anyone listening who really needs a helping hand on a personal level um, to achieve something that's important to you um, or you know somebody uh, in that position and whether it's someone who's in a hard spot going through a tough time, has little resources, maybe they're just heartbroken. Uh, I mean, I get emails now from people who are who are suicidal. I mean, it's crazy. So the, the, it could be anything, but if there's anyone listening who knows someone who needs a helping hand in achieving something of meaning to them, I would absolutely love to to hear from you because I have a big community of people who want to help. I'm, I'm working with a lot of these big events now and also some big brands on, on doing helping projects and we're looking for people to help. Um, and, you know, the, the world's full of people who want to help. I, I know that. I've seen it. Um, and, you know, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you'd also like to help me help somebody who needs help, again, let me know because there's lots of people out there. So I'd love to connect. And how can people connect with you? So I guess, I mean, I look, I'm on all those social media things. So like Instagram, uh, I'm Seb 100 things, Facebook, it's my full name, Sebastian Terry, or there's like a, a 100 things page. Um, my email is really the best one. I like emails the best. And that's just Seb, S-E-B at 100 things.com.au, which is one zero zero things with an S.com.au. And, um, yeah, otherwise I'll just see you in Venice, I guess. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. As you guys heard, we're going to be doing a bonus episode. If you want to hear more about Seb's speaking journey, definitely tune into that one. You guys are amazing. If you want to connect with more extraordinary people ready to support you in your success and to collaborate, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. And if you want to know what events are going on in this town, the We Are LA Tech mobile app has every single community organizers event in LA Tech. Go to wearelatech.com slash app. wearelatech.com slash app. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WeRLATech for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to refillfuel.com. That's R E F I L L. F-U-E-L dot com. Code We Are LA Tech for $10 off. Our incredible partner, Hack Reactor, helping people become legitimate engineers, is offering an outstanding scholarship program. If you don't take advantage of this, 
That's just nuts. Go to hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter in we are LA Tech. That's hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter the code we are LA Tech. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL most valuable listener at we are LA Tech dot love linked in the show notes.